Okay, today's podcast is about relationships, shockingly enough, and Mm -hmm. we wanted to talk about like some of the things to think about, to consider when you're in the early stages of a dating relationship, what conversations to have, what to look out for, what mistakes to avoid, some of that stuff. And I have with me Kara Lee, who is a therapist on our team, who has special training in couples therapy, so loves to do that kind of work, so has endless genius ideas about how to make a couple work. Um, And then my fabulous sidekick, (laughs) Carly, who honestly I like to have with me everywhere I go. So, uh, and she's going to be lobbying in some questions as a young woman who's like currently engaged, getting ready to get married, but like the questions she and her girlfriends have talked about regarding dating and all of that. So that's what we're going to do today. So let's just start with, uh, what are some of the things we should be thinking about early on in a relationship? Mm -hmm. So like we start a new relationship or we have a first date Mm -hmm. and it's very exciting. The other person is exactly what we hoped, Mm -hmm. (laughs) at least thus far. (laughs) And we're pretty excited about them and the date is going well. What are some things we should be paying attention to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a huge question, I think, for a lot of us. Um, thinking about getting into a relationship and you know wanting to really just connect with someone, I think we can get really, really excited on that mm-hmm. first date and just feel like this is this is going to go somewhere. Um, and often um, that excitement can block out a little bit of those really important questions um, that we Mm want to get to early on. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just kind of going through some of those, I think something, um, you know, especially for me personally, I think it's important to really like ask, well, what are we kind of wanting out of this? Mm -hmm. You know, because oftentimes... Um, a date can just be like, well, I just, just I want to have a companion. I want to have a fun time. I just want to kind of get to know people and get my feet out there, meet my feet wet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other person is really kind of looking for jumping in with this. Yeah. Um, so that's a serious relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that can be kind of a something just to discuss casually um, kind of what, what you're looking for, mm-hmm. you know, what what's on your agenda here um would you suggest having that conversation on the first date or what would you suggest you know i think it the context might matter a little bit and kind of depending on you know did you meet online did you meet through a friend Mm. um that can kind of play a big part in this um but i would say at least in the first or second date um to really start talking about are we interested in a relationship at all yeah um and, and personally, I think, you know, just in terms of my past and getting to know people, I found that that's really helpful because yeah. I know if I don't, I've made the mistake of really kind of reading into something and getting right. my signals crossed and yeah. not having that go well, yeah. which is really frustrating. Yeah, because yeah, sometimes it, it can feel like if the other person is really excited about you, it can feel like, oh, we're on the same page. We're looking for a serious relationship. And right. it may be that your partner is actually just looking for someone to hook up with and mm-hmm. thinks right. you're awesome. And wouldn't that be great? Right. right? So it's yeah, important, sure. we're saying in the first couple of dates, to yeah. try to get a sense of what is that other person looking for. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's a casual way to go about it where you're not necessarily asking straight up like, mm. 
are we going to be together forever? Right. <laughs> Gosh, that's scary. Are we going to get married? <laughs> so let's put that on the not, not yeah, to do list. Not to do list. Okay. Are we going to be together forever? Everyone. Right. Are we going to be together forever? We're not saying that. <laughs> yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like especially as females, we start to envision, like within seconds of meeting someone, envision you walking down the aisle and this Absolutely. person at the end of the mm-hmm. Absolutely. So how do we like avoid... How do we have that conversation casually? Yeah. Good question. That is a good question. Let's ask the expert. (laughs) Well, I don't know if I'm an expert in that. Um, But I think in terms of, you know, putting somebody at ease, asking it in a casual way is so important. Um, I think it can be general questions and not so direct. because they might not even know just yet, too. Yeah. You know, right. you're really just exploring here. Right. So I think coming at it with a sense of curiosity, mm-hmm. um, you know, might be really helpful of, hey, you know, have you dated recently? Or mm, are you feeling idea, yeah. like... Are you looking for a serious are you relationship? Are a serious relationship? Um, just really being kind of curious versus... And when do you want to see me next? Yeah. And how long is this going to go right. on for? Right. And, um, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. And I wonder if also sharing where you're at on a ca- like in a casual way would be helpful because then they would know at least. Exactly. Like, I'm not in this just to hook up. Exactly. Or, you know, just casually saying like, yeah, I, I do hope to be in a relationship at some point. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, and even casual. adding at some point is right. a really nice way to make that statement casual. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of, you know, veering away from timeline um, mm-hmm. type of mm-hmm. uh, language is really helpful. Yeah. Um, and just getting a sense of really where they're at versus putting a, a number on it or, mm-hmm. you know, in one year I want to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, that can be a little... Um, Intimidating. Intimidating. Yeah. 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 That's a good word. Okay. What are some uh, maybe red flags that we should be looking for? Like like Carly is saying, um, oftentimes when we have gone on a date or two with somebody who seems cool initially, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think this is more true for women than for men, we, we can get very focused on this being the person and, and hopefully answering that question for ourselves. Like, who, who who's going to be my life partner? Right. And this person's looking good. So I'd really like to answer that question and check off that box. And I'm going to get real invested in this person being my person. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when we do that, we stop looking and observing and learning about who the person is mm-hmm. and find ourselves a few months in mm-hmm. um, in a relationship with somebody who is actually not a great fit for us Absolutely. for whatever reason, right? Yeah. So yeah. what are the things we should be doing initially? Obviously, we want to be hopeful, entering into that um, with our best foot forward, mm-hmm. um, but also sort of observing and curious mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. of that. So. What are the things you you would suggest to people to be like, be on the lookout for some of these things? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I find with many clients too, they'll come in early on in a relationship and just really kind of be in their emotions and just really Mm -hmm. excited and happy, which is such a wonderful feeling. Um, And yet then when I hear a bit more about kind of what's going on, um, there'll be a few red flags. And some of those... um, 
actually it's just important to kind of just be aware of those um, so that you're informed and can make a you know good decision for yourself and what you want at that time Um, so I would say some of the I guess some of those red flags um, is are pretty basic Mm -hmm. Um, just whether or not they you know, have have some friends. You know, do they have a, a friend group or a close friend or two that they confide in, that they feel comfortable with? Um, oftentimes when you're out on a date, you know, they might be a bit bossy to the wait staff or mm. maybe not as kind, um, personable to people who are helping them. Um, so that's that can be, a you know, just kind of a something to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe they drink a little too much on the first date, and you're like, oh, gosh, I'm on a date with somebody who's wasted. Yeah. (laughs) That's Um, a red flag. Now they can't drive me home. And so just some some things to be mindful of. Um, You know, I'm just thinking, you know, in in my own personal experience, too, of, like, um, what's important to me. Um, So really kind of trying to slow things down when you're in that excitement and figuring out what really matters. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe it doesn't really matter that they have family nearby or that they spend time with family. That's just not a part of um, your life either. And so maybe that's not important. Um, And if it is, you know, do they reach out to their family? Do they contact a a family member? Is that something important um, to you? Mm -hmm. Do they have a you know, a consistent job. Um, Do they like kind of what they do? If they Mm -hmm. don't, do they kind of get stuck in it? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And that can kind of say a lot about a person. Um, Do they have their own interests or the things that they're pursuing on their own? mm -hmm. That sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do they have a life that you could join? Right. Or are they looking to you to create a life for them? Absolutely. I think sometimes that happens where somebody's I'm, I'm waiting for someone to come along who's going to fill up my life for me because I don't know how to create that for myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's a red flag when that's happening. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Something I always considered or that was really important to me was how does the man treat his mother? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because I feel like that says so much when it comes to your family, like these are people you've spent your life with and they can either be the people you treat the worst or the best. Mm-hmm. And it says so much about who somebody is and how they treat their mom, I think, mm-hmm. or their dad. I mean, mm-hmm. just those people that are close to them. Sure. Because at some point, if you were to be in a relationship with them long-term, you would be that person that would be close to them and that could be a reflection of how they'll treat you in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and it can be just even a... A small glimmer, you know, um, exactly. to where it's just a negative comment about my sister or mm-hmm. sisters or a negative comment about my brother. Um, and, and, you know, talking with respect can actually be a, a huge indicator of, um, like, kindness in the relationship. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, how do we know when it's time to talk to this new dating partner Mm. about maybe some of our less precious parts? Mm. (laughs) That's a nice way to put it. (laughs) Like, when is it time to say, actually, I'm a recovering alcoholic. I Mm -hmm. go to meetings every two weeks. Right. Absolutely. I have autoimmune disease, and so my health isn't great. Um, I have a very estranged 
relationship mm-hmm. with one of my parents. It's been very conflictual. Mm-hmm. You know, like when is it time to share some of those right. more problematic issues that um, if you're dating in a serious relationship, those things are going to be a part of what you talk about, what you're experiencing together. Right. Um, so how do we know when it's time yeah, to talk about those questions? Yeah, things? I think especially, you know, when I say don't put a time limit on things, I think this is a kind of a crucial part, though, um, because really in the beginning stages of a relationship, you are wanting to just get to know the person and their personality and what they're like, Um and that's so crucial in the beginning, I think, without kind of having to come in and mm-hmm. explain, you know, all this past and this is where I'm at and this is what I'm struggling with. Mm-hmm. Um, but just really kind of allowing to, you know, the two people to get to know one another and their partners. I can say, I would just say, probably not the first date is the time to mm-hmm. bring up um, some of the you know, more difficult things in life. Um, and not that one should be, you know, ashamed of anything in their life or, or their struggles. Um, but I think it can allow, you know, the, the other person, um, the other partner to really just get to know the personality. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, you know, give a it few a few dates. dates. Yeah. yeah, give yeah. it. Three or four dates maybe. Three or like four that. dates. Yeah. And you can also kind of gauge a little bit um, of what to share in terms of how your partner is or the, the other partner is sharing. Um, if they're sharing quite a bit and there's that comfort level and you mm-hmm. feel that this is important or I can relate to that. Yeah. Um, I think the relating piece is pretty big when you're starting to get to know someone and if you feel so drawn to share that, um, that can be pretty connecting. Mm-hmm. Um, so really trust trusting your instinct as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you notice that they're a little hesitant, um, or not even hesitant, um, but just uh, you know a little bit they're less to open, take it slow, maybe. taking it slow, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mimicking that, following that a little bit can mm-hmm. be really helpful. Yeah, giving it that three to four dates to kind of settle in and get to know one another. Yeah. Um, sometimes important. people will make the mistake of you know I'm I'm going to divulge everything because right. if we're going to date, you're going to need to know these things about me. Um, and then, sadly, what happens is the partner, what, what is the loudest in the mm. room is this really big information that you've shared, and that mm. is overshadowing your sparkling personality or how yep. funny you are right. or how caring you are yep. or they're not getting a chance to really see what it would be like to be with you because mm-hmm. they've been thrown, you know, some big information that right. they're trying to process, and that might be... Um, that might get in the way mm-hmm. of moving forward. Mm-hmm. So letting people have some time, three or four dates to get to know you and then beginning to share, mimicking. I love yeah. that thought about mimicking. What's, what does the sharing yeah. look like on yeah. the other end? Yeah. And following that with your own is great advice. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Carly, what if, you, what if you share this thought about, well, what if you just start? Yeah, something that... Um, one of the other therapists on the team shared with me a while back when I was first entering in my current relationship was 
um, the idea of intimacy and commitment being having to be tied um, and move along at the same pace. Because if you have too much intimacy and not enough commitment, then you're going to uh, feel like you can't be safe in a relationship, like what you're sharing um, isn't necessarily held in a safe spot. Um, and you're going to worry, like, did I share too much? Does, mm-hmm. What does this person think of me? Um, mm-hmm. And are they going to want to leave or not be a part of this anymore? Um, on the other hand, if you have too much commitment and um, not enough intimacy, it's going to feel like a really hollow relationship where you're not necessarily um, sharing your lives on a deeper level. And it's going to feel pretty... Um, just bare almost mm-hmm. um so you kind of have to make sure that the relationship is moving along at um that both the intimacy and commitment have to be moving along at the same pace mm-hmm. the reason it came up for me was that um I was in what we are deeming a situationship. <laughs> yeah. um, so I had this best friend who is now my current fiance, but at the time we were just friends and we shared everything. Our whole lives mm-hmm. were shared together, um, but there was no commitment. So it just felt so, to me, it felt so terrifying because someone I, I was close to held so much information for me and they could just leave at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, And so the reason that the therapist here on the team shared that was because she was like, you need, in order to feel safe and to, um, to have a healthy relationship, you have to have both. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, that is so important. That's interesting. You said that because I have somewhat of a similar experience in that it's, it was the opposite, um, my now husband and I were friends for quite a long time, um, And once we started dating, we really kind of took it to that level and had that commitment. And yet the intimacy or the emotional sharing kind of lingered a little Mm -hmm. bit. We were kind of in this place of really, what is this and how do we get from friends to Mm -hmm. intimate partners? Um, And that had to catch up because although, you know, we were committed, um, it just kind of lacked that that emotional sharing piece, that intimate sharing piece of this is who I am Mm. in a relationship, really. And that's Uh, a hard shift from a friendship into a romantic relationship, right? Like that would be super confusing initially of like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Because I'm used to just bowling with you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, do people still bowl? I don't know. Absolutely. And, you know, that can essentially block out a lot of those, um, you know, even red flags that we talked about, um, Mm -hmm. that those are some of the mistakes we might make Mm -hmm. is really not kind of exploring um, those things with your partner because, ah, they're your friends. You already know they're a good guy or a good person. Yeah, that's Um, so true. It's different when you're in a relationship with someone mm-hmm. or a romantic relationship sure. versus a friendship. You mm-hmm. see a whole another side. A whole another sure. side, right? Sure. That's where all the family of origin stuff comes up, <laughs> yeah. right? In our romantic relationships, mm-hmm. not so much in our friendships. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. talk a little bit about um, spending time together, um, hanging out with each other's friends, hanging out with our own friends on our own. Like, mm-hmm. what are some tips about 
navigating that well. Yeah, yeah, because in a sense, um, you know, there's the expectation in a relationship that you spend all this time Mm -hmm. with your partner. um, And, you know, maybe that is not one person's particular understanding of what a relationship looks like. Um, So how do we kind of go about navigating and merging our lives together in Mm -hmm. a sense um, while still kind of keeping our separateness, Um, Mm -hmm. especially depending on what stage in life you're at, Um, you know, whether you're just, you know, you're in college or you're just dating beginning or high school or maybe even later in your your 30s or 40s um, and really trying to, you know, retain your sense of identity and your social identity and who you are with your friends and yet also oh here I'm bringing in this partner into my life you know what what does that really look like Mm -hmm. um what feels good yeah and trying to notice if you guys are on the same page about time spent together time spent apart Mm -hmm. like for example what if you're dating somebody who only wants to see you once a week because they've got a pretty full life and they don't have necessarily time for you or um they really like to spend a lot of time with their friends and they don't really want you to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't work for you, it's important right. to acknowledge, oh, this is who this person is. This is how they like to do relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for something different. Yeah. So I might need a different partner than that. Yeah. Rather than trying to talk them into, guilt them into mm-hmm. more time with you because that's it's not gonna it's not gonna go very well. It'll be you know, your partner's going to be resentful, mm-hmm. feeling pressured mm-hmm. to give more than they're wanting to. So, um, and at the same time, the opposite can can be not so healthy too, where you've got somebody who abandons their own life sure. to just be with you. So they want to be with you every day. They're yeah. not they're not continuing to see their friends. Like all of that is expendable when there's a romantic romantic partner in the picture yeah. for them. And again, that's important to notice. Like. Is that what I want? Do I want that kind of sort of like enmeshed, like we're super tight, we're mm-hmm. we're always with each other? Do I want that? Does that feel healthy to me? Or do I want more balance where mm-hmm. we, we do a lot of things together and then we also do some things separately and that's okay. It's mm-hmm. okay for you to go and spend mm-hmm. the evening with your friends. It's okay for me to say, hey, I'd like to go and do this with my friends. Mm-hmm. Right. And also there's enough togetherness that both of you are feeling seen and heard and wanted all of that I think that's such an important you know conversation to have in the beginning again maybe not on the first Mm -hmm. through fifth date or so but Mm -hmm. as you're kind of into the couple months um and you're noticing that this person wants to spend all the all the time with you or vice versa they just want that one day a week Mm -hmm. and that's enough and that kind of closeness feels good for them um, having that conversation can be kind of tough because, you mm-hmm. know, you're, you're liking the person. Right. Um, but having that awareness and that ability to say, is this right for me? Mm-hmm. Is this right for them? Sort of that idea of like changing someone to fit kind of right. your mold or your model right. of how you want your relationship yeah. to look like. Yeah. How, how far into the relationship would you say, Carly, it's, it's appropriate or useful to start talking about issues that you're seeing like let's say um your partner's always late Mm. or something like that where Mm -hmm. it's like gosh that that's frustrating Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel unimportant Mm -hmm. like at what point do we shift from 
what I like to call the observer self, right? Like I'm observing Mm -hmm. how this person rolls and I want to like believe them. Like you're showing me who you are. I want to believe you because this is who you're going to be with me or with anybody. Um, And rather than trying to change you, I want to be observing and then checking in with myself. Does that work for me? Mm -hmm. And then at some point, they'll, once the relationship becomes more serious, more committed, we'll have to do some adapting with each other. Like mm-hmm. we'll have to start having conversations about like when you're late, this is how I experienced yeah. that. Is that something mm-hmm. we can work on? Or mm-hmm. um, the amount of time you spend working, you know, on your hobbies is is making me feel like we don't have enough time together. Whatever, whatever the issues are, right? Mm-hmm. Or you are always leaving dirty dishes in the sink and that bugs mm-hmm. me, right? right. Like, sure. Whatever sure. the things are, like when is it time to move from observing and letting that educate you about who that person is and then into like can we talk about this Mm -hmm. here's the thing like if we're going to stay together we're going to have to talk about this yeah yeah i think um it just you know in my experience and feedback i've gotten from clients i think you know the the zero to six month rule you really kind Mm. of start to see who someone is and get a sense of how they are in a relationship um And I think within that time, I would say, you know, three to four months and you're really kind of noticing this, it can be sooner, especially because I think of um, just how you said that, you know, the delivery Mm. of letting someone know what's important to them um, or what bothers them um, or what they might be needing can be really, really important um, in a relationship and how that's done is really important um so mm-hmm. whether rather coming from it from a kind of an angry tone right, or right. frustrated um really delivering it with um you know this is what i need this is what i want is that going to be okay for you yes um giving them the option mm-hmm. to meet your need or not <laughs> yeah i think that's such a crucial principle right like i think a lot of us feel like if i'm in the right relationship this person will meet all my needs mm. And it's really important to, as soon as you can, learn this piece about life that another person is never always going to be thinking about you yeah. and they're never going to be a perfect fit for you. And since that's true, how can I navigate being in a relationship with someone asking for what I need, hoping that that's an adjustment they can make, but also accepting that might not work for them. Yeah, mm. They might always leave dishes in the sink. Is that a deal breaker for me or not? Then I have to decide, is that a deal breaker for mm-hmm. me? Am I going to want to punch you in the face every time you leave dishes in the sink? Or can I like, you know what? You're so adorable. Go ahead, leave the dishes in the sink. Absolutely. I can live with that. Absolutely. And really that comes to a sense of, you know, acceptance in, you know, of these things. When you're talking about... Um, almost expectations yes, in a yeah, relationship yeah. um asking for your needs to be met in a in a nice in a kind way mm-hmm. um open-handed, open-handed understanding people don't right. owe you things no nope. right yeah especially and, that early on yeah. yeah and they might not be in the position to want to change some of their habits or whatever's bothering you and that's okay um but at least kind of bringing it up in a way that phase that this is important to you and see mm-hmm. if you know see if that's going to be mm-hmm. work for them yeah yeah Great. expectations can be tough tricky yeah. tricky in the beginning yeah. i think sure. probably the hardest part of the relationship is all of that stuff like 
what I'm expecting in the beginning and then what I'm, what I'm, what I'm expecting when someone is committed to me. Like right. those things become very different and do. it's a lot to navigate. Yeah. And a lot of that can come from our, you know, early experiences on mm-hmm. and in or your own family, you know, really seeing how family members have, um, you know, been there for one another mm-hmm. that can really, um, yeah, like if, if your dad always fixed your car, right? Right, you're gonna expect. Well, my partner should fix my car for me. <laughs> if they loved me, they would fix my car. Well, what if your partner has no idea how to fix a car? Mm-hmm. Um, that's mm-hmm. not gonna relate, go very well. I relate to that situation. <laughs> that exact situation. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, funny. for sure. Yeah, maybe a partner's always gotten their laundry done. Right. By somebody in the home. Yeah. And that's not going to work for yeah. their other partner. Right. Right. Yeah. So many things. And that mm-hmm. parlays into marriage, right? Like when that commitment happens, then those expectations even ratchet up higher, oh, yeah. right? Because yeah. then there's all the things like, my mom always cooked for me. Right. My dad always, you know, whatever. And yeah. this is how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So expectations, mm-hmm. big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would say give it a little bit of time when you're starting out. This can be, mm-hmm. you know, a process. Yeah. Um, so stay in curiosity. Right. Stay in observing mm-hmm. until you're mm-hmm. three, six months in. Yep. And understand that, um, you know, they might not be able to shift or they might not have the capacity at the mm-hmm. time to really shift um, in something that you're needing. Right. Right, and then deciding, is that something I'm going to be mad about mm-hmm. for the rest of my life right. if I were to stay with this person? Like, my husband likes to drop his socks right beside mm-hmm. the laundry basket. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they have to be beside, because it's so close. <laughs> so but they close. have to be. Mm-hmm. So I've just made peace with that. Yeah. yeah. They're so close. <laughs> it's like they're in there. <laughs> That is hilarious. Uh, I could name a f- lot of those things. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. And I'm sure he could name a lot about, uh, about oh, me, definitely. too. What yeah. are deal breakers? What are you deal know, breakers? I think those yeah. are important For to sure. really look at. Yeah. I think another, you know, important piece just to mention um, about beginning to date and early relationships is that these things that we've talked about, you know, the the mistakes and the what do we want to look for and what do we want to try to accomplish in this early on is also normal um, Mm -hmm. in that the excitement of, you know, getting into a relationship and questioning whether or not, um, you know, is this going to work? Is this, is, is he or she going to be the one? Mm -hmm. Um, And just knowing that, you know, people struggle with that and struggle with um, kind of being, you know, wondering, you know, are they going to text me back the next day? If they don't, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of the anxiety that comes mm-hmm. up with all of this excitement as well um, is just so common. Yeah. It's just so common early on. Did I say the right thing? Did I not mm-hmm. say the right thing? Right. Mm-hmm. Was it a good idea that we kissed last night? Was that a bad idea? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that can depend on, um, you know, people's attachment style. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe describe that a little bit for people who aren't familiar. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, just looking at, you know, what we call kind of attachment styles or adult attachment styles can often come from early on, early childhood experiences and 
how we've kind of connected with our caregiver, our person who took care of us, our mom or dad or mm-hmm. someone close. Um, and that can kind of um, almost set the scene for how you're going to connect with people um, in a romantic adult relationships. Mm-hmm. So being kind of maybe a little anxious in, in your attachment style. Um, that can be kind of common for you Mm. because of your early on experiences Mm -hmm, Um, or maybe feeling, you know, you know, maybe not wanting to get so close. Mm -hmm. Um, And that can be a common feeling. Yeah. So maybe we're more avoidantly attached. Right. So those are the two major options is anxiously attached or avoidantly attached. So Mm -hmm. if we're anxiously attached, we're probably going to be spending more time worrying about like checking our phone. Sure. Sure. analyzing what we said or what you, what we shouldn't have said mm-hmm. or really thinking through, you know, how, what did I do? Um, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And if we're avoidantly attached, what would you say we might be? I would say, um, you know, we might not put a lot of, um, effort into being intimate or connecting, um, mm-hmm. that maybe being alone or spending time alone actually feels a bit more natural. Yeah. Yeah. It's more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have a whole episode on attachment styles, episode number three. So if you wanted to learn more about all of that and how it plays out, um, you could listen to that one. We did that with Kelly Laporta, who's also on our team. I'm attached to you is what it's called. So great. Any other thoughts? Yeah, I just, I think really kind of the overall theme um, of early on relationships is that there's so much to think about. Um, Mm -hmm. And with all the excitement comes a lot of nerves um, and questioning about yourself and your, who you are and what you want. And so there's um, often a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. So really being able to take care of yourself when you're meeting somebody new um, is really important. Um, whether that be, you know, sticking to if you're a routine person, having your routine, or um, if you, you know, are your social person, being able to go connect with your friends um, as well, um, and just making sure you have support through this time can be really, really mm-hmm. helpful. Mm-hmm. And maybe also picking who you talk to about this, right? Like right. Some, some of the folks will be helpful and some won't, right? Like some will be like, is he the one? Is he the one? It's like, right. that's not a helpful conversation for you. <laughs> that what, might feed into your anxiety. Right, exactly. Event. What's yeah. more helpful is friends who can be like, well, what did you think? And yeah. what was that like? And do you want to go on another date? What are you thinking right. about that? How's yeah. he treating you? Yeah. yeah, how's he treating you? So more somebody who's going to help you sort of stay in curiosity mm-hmm. and observer mode, be happy for you, but not feel the need to come up with uh in answer to the question about, is this your person? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Great stuff, ladies. Thanks so much for joining me in this conversation. I appreciate it. Thank you. Great. Bye everyone.